And welcome back in, Wyoming Knuckleheads. This is another episode of Go Be Wyoming. Today, I'm your host, Aaron Gray. I've got Zach running the board. And today, over Zoom, we've got two special guests from Owl Ting. Um, they are a custom blockchain solutions uh, company. Hopefully, I said that right. But we've got senior sales executive, Kelly Carpenter, and then senior sales manager, Andrew Carpenter. Kelly and Andrew, thanks for jumping on the Zoom call with us. Thanks so much for having us, Aaron and Zach. Big fans. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. No, Zach and I, we need to learn a little bit more about uh, blockchain and what it can be used for. Um, so we're super excited to learn a little bit from you guys. All right. Well, we are here to teach. <laughs> so uh, quick, uh, first and foremost, give us a little uh, quick summary or bio on, on you two and then the company, Aloting. I don't think I've uh, heard that before, so... Absolutely. Well, I grew up in Casper, Wyoming native, uh, UW alum three times over, a bachelor's, master's, and PhD this last uh, spring of 2020. Um, in between my master's and PhD, however, I have a little bit of the public service political bug. I worked for Senator Brasso and Senator Enzi for a couple of years in between um, pursuing another degree. And I ended up with Alting, uh, one of the best decisions I've ever made, um, because I've always had a very big interest in agriculture um, technology. Oh, I forgot to mention my degrees are all in animal science. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, I think agriculture technology is an up and coming area um, for the industry. And Alting has allowed me to get directly involved and get my hands dirty and really learn how, how it could be helpful to one of the biggest industries in Wyoming. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a Wyoming kid myself. Uh, I grew up in Goshen County, uh, raising cattle, 4-H, FFA, all, all that good stuff. Um, I met, uh, our CEO, um, when he was on a visit to Wyoming, um, just, uh, you know, really aligned with, like Kelly said, believing in the future agriculture and uh the technology potential that blockchain could bring to it um i'm an ag business graduate um i began out my career in ag lending coming out of college and then yeah switched to blockchain because of the potential so i think it's got a lot of future uh applications for the state and uh, some of the major industries we have here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And briefly, our company, Owlting, we've been around for a little over a decade. We were founded by an ex-Google engineer. His name is Darren Wang, and his co-founder is John Chi. Um, they're in Taipei. So as you guys might know, Wyoming and Taiwan sort of have a uh, trade relationship. Um, so that's kind of what got everything going for us. Um, as well as, so founded in 2010, uh, we are in the food provenance space. So all of that agriculture traceability, livestock, crops, um, as well as, you know, forestry, some of those sorts of things, as well as we're in the healthcare space um, with vaccine traceability, which is kind of timely with all the COVID vaccines uh, and, and all of that going on. Um, so where Owlting is was developed to help kind of relieve uh, industry pain points and smoothen, I guess, if you will, smooth out, make supply chains more seamless um, with its uh, technology, with with the smart contracts, with 
with all the instantaneous um, digital record keeping that can occur. So just very exciting. We aren't really into the cryptocurrency space, um, but I'm going to let Andrew tell you a little bit more about blockchain. <laughs> if that's okay, you guys, sorry. Yes, no, that, that was going to be our next question. So yes. Okay. So you can really think of blockchain as a, a database structure with blocks and chains. Each block is composed of a key with a block body and relevant data transactions, and then a keyhole that prepares to link with the following blocks data. So, so a node manager generates a new block and key, and they link to the blockchain to complete the process when new information is added. Once the data in the middle block changes, the keyhole changes and the following keys can't be matched. So the supply the chain breaks and stops the block creation. So once uh, each uh, completed data, um, they can't be uh, changed separately and all the data on the chain has its own timeline that's easily traced. Um, by storing the data across like a peer-to-peer -peer network blockchain eliminates a number of risks that come with the data being held centrally. So think of an immutable database, uh, a shared ledger, so everybody can see the relevant transactions and everybody's on the same page. So an easy way to share big data without it being stored on one central cloud server, for example. Okay. Okay. There's a lot there, but okay. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Feel free to, we can break that down if you'd like on um, any any of that stuff, but um, we, we like to think of it as a, an easy way to share, you know, especially like in the food provenance system, share the relevant information with the, the people who need it and get everybody on the same page. So you can see individual steps of the production process that are re relevant from, uh, you know, the time the seed goes in the ground or the, the calf is born to uh, when the consumer is eating that final product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, gotcha. And we've uh, specifically to food provenance. One of our first um, projects was back around 2017. We we started in uh, Taiwan with um, the food provenance, um, but you know, rice, coffee from planting through processing. We've been involved in that space for about five years. So we we kind of have one of a tried and true um, method as well. So it's just, there, there's a lot of uh, people in the space, um, but we'd like to think that we're among the pioneers. Just like, you know, we're Wyoming kids, that's another thing that, that drew us to this company. Um, they, they share a lot of our values, uh, you know, uh, all of the, the cowboy ethics, you, you know, you do what you're gonna say you're gonna do, you work till the work's done, we take pride in our work, um, we finish what we start. So we, we, a lot of people like to say they are, they're doing that, but you know, we were there and we have been doing that for several years. So it's pretty cool for us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Yeah. I, like that a lot. Um, I want to get into, you guys mentioned it already. You guys have had uh, extensive work already in agriculture and kind of that, that, um, the uh, oh, I'm blanking on the word supply chain. There we go. Um, we we interviewed who is now the president of the Stock Growers Association, Dave Kane, and he had mentioned that he's part of a. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a vaccination program for his livestock. 
Um, is this exactly what you guys are looking at? You know, helping protect that tracking. And then in regards to maybe his actual physical livestock, is that something that you guys, um, work with and, or, or maybe pioneering? Yeah, that, that's something we're looking to do. Um, we listened mm-hmm. to that podcast and yeah, I think that's definitely very much aligned with, with what we're looking, looking to do. So, you know, lots of people talk about the potential of blockchain and we, we like to implement the action stuff. Um, most of our projects so far, um, we, we've done in Taiwan, another like pork, uh, supply chain traceability on mm-hmm. that. And, uh, yeah, we're just looking to, to work with stakeholders across the board to, to implement similar projects. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of, um, one benefit to what we do as well. So a lot of companies just have their, I, I shouldn't say a lot. Some companies have just certain standard platforms. Well, we can mesh the technology of what we've done from human vaccine traceability to, um, you know, the livestock world and agricultural world of tracking the um, production, but then also, you know, that sort of thing, like you mentioned, Aaron, of, you know, vaccines, those sorts of other added events that um, aren't typically seen. So uh, if you guys have a moment, uh, we just would love to talk about some unique aspects anyway. Our vaccine platform for human um, use, which would be very complementary to livestock, um, is can be traced from manufacturer to administration. Not a lot of people have done that. And we are looking to do that in cattle, just hoping to write, make the right connections to do that. I mean, we have the cold chain logistics information, every single thing that that vaccine has been through we're we're there um, as yeah, as Andrew can maybe go, go further with that. Yeah. The, the livestock industry, as you guys are well aware is very uh, fragmented. Everybody's got their own personal mm-hmm. data and silos and and stuff like that and you know that's one of the challenges with a project like what we're doing but one of the big opportunities so blockchain makes it easy to share data amongst different stakeholders and and the relevant data you know not going to be sharing a rancher's financials or anything like that with with people outside of the party but to share the right uh, vaccine information with the other stakeholders but it's a challenge to get all the, uh, the stakeholders across the industry is as diverse and spread out as the, the ag sector mm-hmm. tends to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you because, like you said, it's it's hard to kind of get people to, I think, conceptualize what this, this looks like, right? And kind of going back to what you are talking about earlier, Andrew, is this chain. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell us about your, your uh, OWL chain or the, the interface. Um, I was looking at your guys' presentation here. Is is this kind of like a website that people who are working with you, they can see each step along the way, or how, how does that work? Um, so it's a permission, um, but yeah, the simple answer is yes. So um, basically we'll do different levels of permission on there, so based on your user role on the system. So if you're a cow-calf producer, you'll see these certain stages. If you're like an administrator, you might see other certain stages. Um, we've got one with a, a farming operation that uh, 
sends out different permission levels. So you can have your uh, employees enter data about this and then either send it for internal um, approval or external approval. So, so you the, get all the stakeholders involved. Mm -hmm. So the rancher can say, oh yes, um, Joe did in fact feed the calves this or administer this vaccine at this time and 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 approve that and then that's sent to be um uh, uh, on the blockchain um so yeah it, i think that that is kind of owl chain in a nutshell but that interface you saw is accessible from the phone no fr rfids are needed you can use your own um system if you still want to write livestock numbers on the tags absolutely we can customize that and no added technology um yeah that's one of our specialties is making it as user like farmer farmer friendly rancher friendly because you know some some mm -hmm. other uh people in the space go on rfid tags like kelly said or you know a bunch of costly setup and or you know individual basis and our our stuff is up to you so you can do batches of animals you can do um mm -hmm. you know if you give all your calves the same vaccines then there's no real way to differentiate it so you know it, it's up to the, the manager on that mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be uh cal 82 tracked all the way through just how kind of the natural production would be you know not a lot of ranchers are going to sell one cow at a time so it kind of it would go with that year cap crop etc et i think you guys get it yeah um no that's great i um that, that was going to be kind of my next question is like what's the uh, the benefit for uh, a rancher or a farmer to to use that is it you know the record keeping or is it the authentication of kind of the process or and i think you you kind of highlighted it's it's both it's um so yeah absolutely that year over year data i think is one of the most important things at least we do um you know ranchers are all getting older it could help pass down that information as well you know to the next gen figuring things out and say, hey, this was a really bad drought year and we lost X amount to this number. You know, it, that's that's kind of one of the benefits and help with profitability that way as well. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is, you know, someone like Dave that might be passing it down to Nate, mm -hmm. if they're trying different things, it's good to track, you know, actually have the physical data of like this worked really good or this didn't work really well. Um, so yeah, they kind of said it, flexibility and the customization of it. Um, what other projects or industries are you guys looking to get into in the state of Wyoming? You know, like you guys said, agriculture is huge, um, a huge industry. Um, and, and I think needs, it needs to kind of get upgraded, but what are some other things that people might, um, you know, the big things, obviously crypto, but we're not going to get into that, but what are some other things people might not know that blockchain could also help? Um, so really quickly, like our, our big platform that we're doing right now um, is the hospitality management software. So basically, um, blockchain offers the potential to do a bunch of smart contracts, which I don't know if you've heard about that. But this, this application basically um, works with all the major um, hotel uh, travel agencies like Expedia and Booking. 
and kind of automates that process. So it uses a smart contract to keep everything up to date. Um, but Kelly can talk a little bit more about some of the future that we've got, you know, potentially with uh, some of these other industries. Because, um, you know, there's blockchain applications for, for many different uh, sectors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're hoping to kind of get into more of the natural resources and potentially with that ESG space um, kind of to be the record keeper there, help folks really get the data down. Uh, ESG is obviously a really big buzzword right now. Um, but if, if people are saying they're sequestering X amount of carbon, let's say we, we could provide the platform and that immutable data, you know, decentralized ledger to say, yes, in fact, so-and-so did sequester that amount of carbon, you know, to provide that, I mean, we wouldn't be the verification person, but then those companies such as Exxon or Shell could verify, you know, their ESG um, um, investments, sort of. So we, we've talked to some folks in the conservation space, um, kind of on those, those notes. Uh, if we could help with the oil and gas space, that would be great too. Where, you know, with the that supply chain and all the monitoring that goes on um, there, we, we haven't pursued anything, but we think there could be some great opportunities. Um, as well as I'm sure you guys have heard the buzz on non-fungible tokens, um, NFTs. And and for instance, you know, the NBA top shot, the, the Kobe GIF that sold for a lot of money. <laughs> Are yep. you guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah. I mean, who hasn't? Yes. Yeah. Who hasn't heard of that? But um, we have just are working on rolling out a final NFT marketplace that would be compatible with all of those other Ethereum-based uh, marketplaces like OpenSea, um, some of, of those NFT marketplaces that are built on Ethereum. So that's kind of more arts, entertainment, uh, sure. But we think it could be um, into other unique spaces as well. Anything that's a unique asset. You guys might have even heard of the NFT steers that were recently, um, gosh, in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. They did. Are you guys familiar? No. Was that uh, a no. live? Was that a live auction that they did it with NFTs? Um, I don't know all the details, but I think they're just uh, beginning to get some of the production records on the oh. um, the blockchain and, and make uh, each of the, the cattle as an individual NFT. So I, I'm not sure how their process works there. And then um, there, there's also a UW project with the NFT blankets that are going with the wool, wool project. Okay. Well. Yep. Yep. Wool shorn from the UW flock. Um, and then spun, I believe, at Mountain Meadow, um, the wool mill. Um, so anything, obviously, the NFT is, as long as it's a unique um, asset, it can be made into a non-fungible token and traded and all of that good stuff. And we're um, just finishing up a marketplace to be able to do that. Folks can load on their art, their collectible. People can come buy it. We have a wallet. They can buy it in Ethereum, you know. It, it does all of those tradable, you know, you put in 10,000 US dollars, it'll give you that in Ethereum and you can go buy some collectibles. Gotcha. Yeah, we're really excited about the, the potential applications of it beyond uh, 
just digital art. Yes, because we think it could be, you know, anything else unique, real estate, um, those sort of items could be um, moving to that digital um, transaction. Yeah, well, uh, that's interesting because I was going to ask, what's the benefit of of maybe businesses using that? You know, maybe you could give us some insights into uh, maybe like hemp in Wyoming um, and using NFTs to purchase uh, those types of um goods yeah sure so um one of the cool things about nfts is yeah you you can kind of set it up however you'd like so it could be either a um you know we've seen some other hemp marketplaces using nfts and you know you buy the digital art and you get the physical product so we could see something like that as a marketplace for that um but you can also crowdsource some of the funding and stuff like that. So you could sell, you know, essentially shares of a hemp business in order to help cover some of your short-term uh, costs that you need to get going and get permitted, all of that kind of stuff, you know, get the first crop in the ground. As well as, so with each item sold, that farmer or whoever the creator of the NFT on there can receive a royalty every time it is sold, resold in perpetuity. So for instance, you could sell a, gosh, I'll just go back to art. You could sell that Kobe, uh, you know, GIF for 10,000 initially, but whoever created that each time it's sold would get 5% of each sale. So it can be kind of a royalty aspect. So for instance, we could imagine those steers in Nebraska, every time maybe they're sold down the supply chain, maybe that cow-calf rancher is getting a percentage of the sale. We don't know that for a fact, but a potential application. Um, Absolutely. It's just kind of that royalty, whoever creates it can set up to get a percentage. So it, it would be a new business model for agriculture, but one that kind of decommodifies it, but also, you know, uh, kicks kicks back a little bit for the good producers down the line and, mm-hmm. and get some cost share and some some dollars back to the farm and ranch. Absolutely, because we, we all know the cow-calf guys don't get anything after they sell their calves, but each time they're sold down the line, if they got a x amount of percentage that could sure be helpful especially if they're producing really great animals Mm -hmm. that's what i was just thinking yeah Um, Mm -hmm. there's good producers out here that may not be quote unquote organic you know blah 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 but it's like this is the best beef i've ever had so anyway so yeah that's could be an application there yeah oh that's crazy i didn't even think of that um yeah there's unlimited potential for this and you know we're, we're excited about a future like that you know if you can get get everybody to buy in and, and sell it all through one of these digital marketplaces like that. You know, mm-hmm. you've, you've also got the Northern livestock video guys up in your neck of the woods too. So yep. it's, the, you know, maybe just the next advancement of, of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, butcher box to name drop those guys, they've shown that uh, online meat sales can work. <laughs> yep. So this would just be an extension um, that we would see. Um, but also uh, a little bit away from agriculture really quickly that you guys might be interested in. We're uh, working on uh, news provenance. So okay. sort of uh, with using the blockchain. Um, 
So for instance, when somebody publishes an article, a picture, that that information is tied to that article and picture forever. So they can't, somebody can't repost a picture of a field burning, let's say, and then say something not factual about it. They can't then go and say, well, no, actually this was a fire burning over here instead of, you know, somewhere else. So we're, we're kind of thinking on that news provenance um, frontier as well. It, it's in beta mode. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> That's it. You know, I mean, in this political climate and news climate, yeah. that would be huge. You know, my one question right away, though, is how do we know that original article and photo is authentic, I guess, would be the main main issue, I would imagine. But that would be very yeah. helpful, um, very help. especially yeah. in social media and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I do want to jump into you mentioned the carbon sequestering and all that stuff. We had talked oh. with the executive director uh, of the WEA, Glenn Merle, and he oh. had or Merle, sorry. Sorry, Glenn. It's Morel. He's <laughs> New Zealand. Um, but uh, he had mentioned, you know, for Wyoming, I want kind of keep it focused on Wyoming, you know, for blockchain to track it. You know, he mentioned like, mm-hmm. you know, the WA has to realize California might want zero net emissions, natural gas and all, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Texas, you know, could give a rip. So it's like, I think for the state of Wyoming, that's probably very helpful for us to know you know, we can show the state of California, Hey, that natural gas was, you know, yeah, green natural gas. But, uh, anyways, is, is that something you guys are like when you were talking about that, is that something that is on, on the horizon too? We would love that to be on the horizon. We don't have anything in stone. So Aaron, Zach, if you guys know somebody, <laughs> no, but because we are very capable to accomplish that. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, that would be a perfect application of blockchain and all of the platforms that we have done. We, we have the technology there to do it very easily. Yeah. One of the cool parts about what we do is a lot of the infrastructure. So we won't necessarily certify anything, but what we could do is, you know, with IOT devices and all that, we can incorporate and pull all that into our platform. So when you're trying to find a buyer, you can say, well, this is what happened. And, nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's fudging with the numbers or the the data from the source and say this, this is it if you want it this is this is what right happened. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool yeah it's cool i didn't i didn't even think of that uh with the you know, transporting like our, our energy to other places. So that's a great idea. Maybe I should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Have been a- <laughs> no, uh, now you just need to go find somebody you can invest. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Zach, do you have anything else? I do. Um, so I'm going back to your guys's uh, presentation here. You have uh, solutions for industries. Um, and one that caught my eye was firearm accessory verification. Um, and so I was wondering if you guys could shed some light on that and explain what that means. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, oh, you want to take it? No, I'm oh. sorry. So we we partnered with a company out of uh, California, uh, Strike Industries, and um, they run into a problem all the time of knockoffs from China. So as soon as they come out with a new product or a new, you know, a new mag for your your 223, uh, they'll get ripped off instantly. So Amazon's selling knockoffs of their product right now and it's all coming from china undercutting them you know and uh they've experienced uh lots of uh 
right? Lots. Counterfeiting and loss of revenue that mm -hmm. way. And you, by the time you file a patent, it's too late because they're, they're already up in, in production. So what benefits them is that they're able to uh, include QR codes on their final product and say, this is a legitimate product and not have to worry. The, the customer knows that they're getting a legitimate product and not a knockoff made with cheaper materials or anything unsafe like that. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really beneficial for them to trace that. Yes, and we would be happy to pursue that with the accessory companies that are in Wyoming and in the Rocky Mountains as well. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're, Andrew and I are kind of the pioneers. We're the, we're the first here kind of getting after it. So with two people, we're, we're trying, but um, yeah, there's, there's a lot that we could get to. <laughs> But yeah. only so many hours in the day to contact people. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great because Aaron and I were thinking too, we, just before we got on the call, what, what that meant. Um, and so, you know, a lot of legislation that's being talked about now is banning these ghost guns, which are, you know, like uh, parts fabricated without serial numbers and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And so that being maybe an application for yep. uh, tracking, you know, providing manufacturers with another way to, to officially, you know, uh, serialize their, their parts. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely a great way because, you know, with these unique items, you know, you can, you can make it so they're, uh, um, traceable as much as you want. You know, it always raises some red flags with gun owners when you say too much traceability, but for the manufacturer <laughs> side, it's very valuable. <laughs> and as well as we, we can always choose to share certain amounts of information with certain stakeholders. Mm -hmm. That's another thing we like to hang our hat on. It's not all always on the blockchain. Some things are kept private that yeah. are, you know, necessary to. Sure. Sure. Yep. yep. Yeah. Keep it private rather than just out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we're not about that either. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everybody deserves some privacy. Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything else, Zach? Um, I, I did. Uh, yeah. So I was wondering, what are ways that Wyoming can continue to help foster growth of blockchain technology? Yep. Excellent question. You know, yeah, and Kelly, feel free to hop in here. You know, I think we've done a great job with some of the laws regarding crypto and digital um, stuff like that, you know, Avanti Bank and Kraken moving into Wyoming and stuff like that. And, you know, I think keeping that open ecosystem for that is good. Um, you know, on our end, we're just trying to grow business and help diversify the economy the best we can. You know, we're, we're here doing it. We're a tech company. We want to keep hiring tech people so people don't have to leave the state to go to yes. Denver or San Francisco or New York to focus on this. So, um, yep. You know, Hire Wyoming folks too. Yep. That, that's our goal. So, you know, I think any help from the state and the local stakeholders here, the, you know, we're, uh, we're Wyoming people and we're here to stay. So that's our goal is to keep working with Wyoming businesses to grow our economy. Absolutely. And in fact, we're looking to um, expand in the business and sales aspect more immediately than the engineering aspect. 
but um, we're, yeah, we're the boots on the ground, getting ready to grow. And we just hope everybody can, can uh, listen here on your podcast and other places to, to know that we're out there. Cause it is difficult being a remote workforce, definitely to, to let people know you're here, but um, we're, we're working on that and we're looking for more folks to join the team. Awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a jab at them and say, well, they got to come up to Sheridan, you know, <laughs> living in, that's right. Living down there. But, um, but yeah, cause like, I mean, you guys hit on a, a bunch of different industries that you guys can help and you guys can tailor to something, you know, somebody, um, uh, like, this popped in our head, like wild candle company. I mean, who know? like if they ever got big enough, they need to track right. their stuff or where they made it, yeah. things like that. So there's a lot of, uh, that manufacturing going on in the state of Wyoming. Absolutely. And for some of the small businesses, I mean, some of our existing like owl chain, we could, that's kind of traditionally agriculture, but we could tailor that at a very low monthly cost to, you know, if, from their wax sourcing or whatever they do. I'm sorry. I'm not super yep. familiar with their, with their manufacturing, but you know, we can, we can kind of uh, already on the ground to those base small businesses for a low monthly fee, just pop in their information and they get a QR code for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, we're, we like to pride ourselves on being local, affordable and easy to access. You can call us anytime and We'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give you, uh, you know, advice, help, customer support, whatever anybody needs, just like we would in Wyoming, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Um, I think the last question, Zach, is just they, they both are Wyoming natives and came back. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what you, cause you guys could have done, like you said, you guys could have been remote anywhere. Why'd you guys decide to plant your roots back where you guys are from? You know, what's, what makes Wyoming so special in that regard? Oh my gosh, that could be a 10 minute answer all in a <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, it's, it's absolutely the people, the wide open spaces, um, the great education, all, all of the above though. I, I don't wanna sound like I'm rattling off cliches, but you just can't beat the views, the people, um, fresh air, fresh air, <laughs> except for construction season, yes. but, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the mountains and being able to get away from, from everything, you know, I think it's good for the soul to, to get out into nature, that, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. we are prime, you know, real estate for that. So, yeah. Yeah. And not only that, you know, we, we want to keep growing the state, you know, it, it mm-hmm. stinks to see everybody leaving the state to go elsewhere. You know, it, it's tough to have, you can get jobs in Wyoming, but it's tough to have careers. And mm-hmm. we just want to give back as much as we can and, you know, hopefully hopefully grow our state and, um, you know, help, help out. Absolutely, because we know so many folks who got their degrees at UW and hightailed it out of here. But we're just hoping to provide some, well, to get some more jobs for decent pay so they can stay. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. We need more of that. Yes. We need more of that. <laughs> well, oh, that's great. Not everybody. Yeah. Not everybody wants to go to college and then work at Starbucks, you know? Right. So that's true. Yes. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, well, Kelly and Andrew, that's all I had for questions. Unless Zach, you got anything else? I no, think that was great. Yeah. Uh, I learned a lot. That was 
That was really awesome. Thank you guys. What's the, uh, to finish out, what's the best way for people to reach you if they're business owners or if they're just curious about Owl Ting, um, where they, where can they find you guys and where, where can they find the company? Um, you can get a hold of me, um, via email. We can send that over to you guys or, uh, on our LinkedIn profile. Um, Alping USA is our main one. And I'm just on there as Andrew Carpenter. Yeah. Kelly Carpenter as well. Uh, email Kelly underscore underscore Carpenter at Alting.com cell phone, even 307-399-2087. We're happy to talk anytime. Um, so yep. Look for us on LinkedIn or give us a call or shoot us an email. Wonderful. Yeah. Is there any other stuff you guys would like to add? Uh, just right here at the end, if things we maybe didn't uh, get a chance to talk about. Not on our end, but if you have any more questions about blockchain or anything else, we're happy to pop back on whenever you guys want. Wonderful. Yeah, because I know we're not the best. Oh, I wasn't a talker, so. <laughs> the 10, 10 mile overview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kudos to you guys for, for being professional podcasters, so. Thank you. Well, that's, I don't think that's the first time we've been told we're professional podcasters. So they're in that batch now. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And and, you know, and if, if we'd love to, to be a part in the future as well, if you ever have several other people on and we can add to a conversation or, or anything like that, you guys, please don't hesitate to, to contact us on your end as well. Great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. If you guys are ever up this way, give us a holler. We'll show you the studio. Um, so yeah, well, thanks. Thanks Kelly for reaching out to me. This was great. I, I learned a lot there that blockchain could be useful for in the state of Wyoming. And so Aloting, make sure you get a hold of Kelly or Andrew, if you're interested or a business that might need it, um, diversifying the Wyoming economy. Yep, and Alting.com. Alting.com, yes, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) What a thing to forget. But uh, thanks, Kelly and Andrew, again for your time. Um, And uh, that was another Go BYO.